Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's our, I guess, monthly sports talk and real estate podcast that we do amongst friends. I'm Sean Carpenter down in Cape Coral, Florida on vacation. We got Anthony Malafronte up the coast from me in Tampa, Florida. Todd Meiniger up in Cumming, Georgia. And our friend Bill Risser, once again, out on assignment. West Coast today um, for Rate My Agent. What's up, boys? Good to see you, Mal. Todd, good to see you. Todd, let's start with you. What's going on, man? I don't know if it's it's fluid. I don't know if it's monthly. Um, it's just, you know, when uh, I think we've all been busy getting back to work and traveling a little more. So maybe I don't think cool. we have a lot of fans waiting for our podcast to drop. Right, so it's just right. always fun. So, to, it's always know, fun. To sometimes talk. it's like, nah, sometimes nah. no. Great, great to see you, boys. It's been too long. Uh, Mal, before you got on, I told Sean, I was like, man, um, love, love seeing you guys. Uh, used to be once a week, but now, whenever possible. Love to talk sports. Things are going well. Can't complain. Um, things are getting busy work-wise, which is always a good thing. We're started the year off uh, hot. Um, get ahead, stay ahead, right? So um, that's 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 the plan. So life's good, man. Now, how how are things with you? We're uh, making steady progress with the knee replacement, as we were just talking about. Got to play. Uh, I played three rounds of golf now. I'm getting. Uh, Plenty of steps in, uh, so that's all going well. Uh, the real estate world, Carp, you can shed a little light on it, is, uh, um, is enlightening, to say the least. Um, there's uh, a lot of uh, extra anxiety and tension amongst buyers and sellers and, and, and some lesser experienced agents, I would say. Um, but it's a, it's a very challenging time in the real estate business uh, with inventory, especially around here being as low as it is. Uh, I spend uh, a lot of time uh, talking to our clients and just uh, bringing them back to a, a place of comfort, a place of reality, um, you know, where you could, in the old days, not that long ago, go look at a house and make an offer. And maybe you were the only person making an offer. Yep. Uh, we, uh, looked at a $480,000 home on Saturday with good clients of mine. When we showed up, you would have thought they were giving the home away for free. There were so <laughs> many people outside the house waiting to get in. Um, wow. So it's, it's a, it's a, a, it's the market we have to work in. It's the, the market that, that is presented to us at the moment. Um, and we just have to do our best to, uh, uh, capitalize on the relationships and solve a lot more problems yeah. than we have ever before, at least in my 17 years of doing this. Yeah. And you know, every house that comes on the market, there's only one person that gets to buy it. Yep. And there's, in some cases, six, 10, 25 people that don't get to buy it. And there's another hundred that saw it and don't want to buy it. Right. So um, very true for one reason or another so yeah it's a uh, it's you know i think the word is challenging but i think i think mal we're you and i've been in it long enough to know that the real estate market's always challenging but in most cases there's lots of opportunities yes. and right now there's just way less opportunities for that but it's funny um, i i sent a text this week congratulating young couple of mine delaware ohio the city north of columbus just a text that said, hey, can you believe you've been there three years? Hard to believe how time flies. Hope you and the family are healthy and looking forward to spring. Literally an hour later, Mel, 
text message back saying, thanks, Sean. It's been great. We we're going to call you this week anyway, thinking of selling to cash in on our equity and see where life might bring us. So it's, it's funny how those little touches sometimes yep. lead to uh, the perfect opportunity. And I texted them back. I said, hey, I'm down in Florida for a couple of weeks. You know, what's your time frame? And they're like, no hurry. Not going to talk to anybody else. You're our guy. You know, like that perfect scenario. But, um, you know, maybe it makes sense for them to sell. Maybe it doesn't. But we'll, we'll talk about it. But it's just those, my, my point is those little touches that people think like, what's this going to do? It's going to put you, it's going to put your name top of mind. Yep. It could make them think about a question they may have. I got an email today from Ron and I were having dinner and uh, she says, Hey, so-and-so uh, texted me today and said, Hey, I see that Sean's down in Naples. Are you with him? And she's like, I'm not with him, but I'm in Florida. He's like, Oh, good. Because you know, uh, we're jealous of you guys and we're thinking of selling the house. And, you know, I said, I said, I said, Ron, I said, text him back and say, don't forget my husband's a realtor. And he, she did that. And he responded back saying like, Oh, I remember. And he'll have, he'll be the only one I call. It was just kind of funny, but those little conversations that mean nothing mean everything. Yep. Right. Mel? They do. Um, there was a, a, a 19 year old kid just started Florida executive realty. Uh, good looking, Hung, aggressive. I don't want to say he's aggressive. He's just, he's a good looking kid. He's very hungry. He's willing to put in the work and do, and do what he has to do. Um, he called and said, you know, do you mind if I sit down and talk? I'm having a hard time getting things like moving in the right direction. Uh, so I had a, we, myself and Eric, the guy on my team and, and uh, this, this young kid, uh, Tyler, we sat in my office about an hour and a half yesterday and we talked about his process, um, you know, his one, three, three, five, or his four H's and what's he doing. Right. And, um, he, he came out and said, you know what, I really don't have a good process. I don't have that, that regimented thing that I should be doing every day. So we talked a little bit about how he could do that. Right. And, um, he, he texted me today and said, he wrote, five handwritten notes and sent 10 text messages to friends of his. And he found a person who of the 10 text messages, he found a person who knew someone who was looking to buy a home. He goes, I might have my first buyer just, just from doing that. Right. And, uh, um, it's, uh, it's a challenging time to be new in this business. Sure. And, he was under the impression, the, the point of what I was trying to say, he was under the impression that it was easy, right? That this would be a way for him at 19 and hardworking just to like make a good living and it wouldn't be that hard. And he said, now I'm beginning to realize that it takes a ton of work. And the, the beauty of the people that I'm like trying to emulate is you guys make it look easy when it's not. Right. Right. It you want to, uh, I'm the only non-realtor on this, uh, on this chat. Um, I actually heard conversations of God houses are going so quick, you know, why not just skip having a realtor? And I'm thinking to myself, do you really want to file through 25, 30 offers, um, and decide <laughs> is the, the best, most qualifying one. Now, and think you're making the right decision, would, right. Versus uh, now more than ever, I think you would need a realtor. Um, yeah, and, they, and Mal, Mal, you know, it's a great point, Todd, but you know, Mal, think about maybe your last 10 deals on the seller side. 
did all 10 always go with the highest price? Because in my last maybe five or six, only I think two went with the highest price. Four no. went with a lower number, not, not much lower, but a lower number because the terms were better and the co-op agent on the other side and the lender on the other side right. and everything that was written was a better deal for the seller. So Todd, you're exactly right. Just picking the highest bid is like saying picking the biggest fish, but a catfish doesn't taste near as good as a walleye. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So I just found it interesting. I, you know, I, you've heard my opinion about that too. You know, people want to negotiate rates and I'm like, you get what you pay for, right? I mean, yeah. why, you know, oh, we're friends. Give me a discount. It's like, no, <laughs> I want to I pay you exactly what you should earn. Then I can sleep knowing you're going to give me my best, uh, your best effort. Right. 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 Our, our, our good friend Ginny Lee up in uh, the Panhandle uh, had a great post this week uh, speaking specifically to this topic. And I'll, I'll paraphrase it, but it said it started with, do you know that homes basically sell themselves these days? And then she put a big wrong right next to that, right? And, and then she went on to talk about all the things that a professional realtor will do that brings immense value to what to the process of selling your home even when you have 25 offers and the first thing she said was i've yet to see a home filter through the 25 offers to, to identify what are the best terms and conditions for the seller yeah homes can't do that on their own right most sellers can't do that on their own because they're not familiar with the with the with the contract yeah it's right? it, you know it's once again it's it's the selling that without sounding like you're selling that right and that's the key and that's the relational conversations that this young kid sat with you and eric and said you guys make it look so easy but that's the same thing that a rookie pitcher can sit with andy pettit and roger clemens and you know guys like that in the bullpen and be like you guys make it look so easy right and and tiger you know we we're watching him get inducted into the hall of fame tonight and you know he can you will you watch these rookies on tour and they're like Look how cool he is, and it's like, yeah, but that's that's time, right? That's that's experience. So there's no, there's not never, not never. I hate that word. Uh, it's there's rarely an overnight success. There's a lot of yeah, uh, usually a twenty year success. months and years involved in getting there, right? Ten thousand hours, yeah, you bet, you hey, bet. And again, I'm I'm a non realtor. Um, buyers, it doesn't cost a. a, a a person buying a home doesn't cost them a dime to buy a home, right? It's, it comes out of the, the sellers. So um, I guess I've also heard like, oh, well, I got, if you're buying a house, have a realtor. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you don't, you're just giving the, the, the selling agent all the money. Am I correct? All the. Uh, yeah. Well, in, in theory, in yes, in theory, there are some sellers, um, some listing agents that, you know, they, they agree to list the house for X price and if there's an agent on the other side or not, that's you know usually doesn't matter um right right but having representation i think is a huge definite bonus for a client on either side whether that's an attorney a realtor um you know uh yeah. a, a well, theory of some sort but i obviously we think we feel that you know knowing the real estate transaction and the market and the protocols and the uh you know the, the way it 
makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense to have a professional realtor in your hand yeah. the same way it does to make, have a professional doctor, lawyer, attorney, accountant. I'll, uh, I'll end it on this. Doctors can't operate on themselves and lawyers shouldn't represent themselves. Uh, there's a reason, right? If you're too right. attached, uh, you're not always subjective uh, and see everything, right? So Correct. Correct. So, all right, let's talk about sports, boys. And Mal, let's, uh, we, there's, we always start with championships, but there's no real championship to start with. Um, we can start with the Bay Hill, but we'll get to golf heavy and, and hot later. But um, let's, let's talk hockey really quick. Mal, I know you, with your knee and uh, some scheduling, you haven't been to a ton of games, but right now as the playoffs stand, uh, Tampa Bay with the second best record in the East, um, tied for actually Florida and Carolina, 83 points. Uh, Tampa Bay, 80 points, um, but sitting very comfortably in the playoff spot right now. Tampa Bay just kind of doing what they need to do. They're, they're a team, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, built for the playoffs and just kind of just get to the playoffs and then let the big boys do the work. Am I right? Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're a defense-first team, right, with Vasilevsky and, and the, the strength of their, their defense. A couple of weeks – well, this past week they played – uh, Thursday and Friday, Thursday, they got clobbered by Colorado. I mean, they did not play well at all. Uh, and sat, uh, uh, Friday, they came back and, uh, manhandled Detroit. Now Detroit's not great, but, uh, they, they literally took Detroit apart, uh, three power play goals, uh, and played spectacular defense. And just the, the night before, they didn't play defense worth a lick. Um, and uh, they, and then they lost again after that. So they're on a one, I think they're on a one game losing streak if my memory serves me correct. Uh, but, but they, uh, they certainly are built for the playoffs and I would not want to play them come the playoffs because of Vasilevsky. He is so good. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's surprising. I mean, Florida is, yeah. I mean, they are, now they've scored they've scored 42 more goals than the than the yep. lightning unbelievable like they're they're I mean, they're them in colorado are far and away the the highest scoring teams in the nhl but once again tampa really you know cross that blue line and there's a whole lot of problems to get through yeah um, and then as soon as the puck switches ice i mean you've seen it for the last two years tampa has some defensemen that can score right yes and so power plays odd man rushes be interesting yeah. to watch we'll, we'll follow the hockey a little bit a little bit more as we get closer to you know after march madness and stuff but just thought we'd spotlight that tampa bay looking good to start um out west colorado and um calgary are your two uh leaders columbus columbus in the um in the on-deck circle for the uh, – or I guess I would say in the hole, right, Todd? Is that the third person up on deck? You know, yes, in the hole. In the hole. Um, but they're – let me see. They are – Right? Aren't they fifth? Well, they're, they're technically in the wild card. They're third in the wild card, but they are uh, 12 points behind. Gotcha. So they've got to they've got to go on a tear um, to to catch up. Um, NBA, I, I think we can maybe skip 
Um, none of us really follow the NBA. Uh, let's talk college basketball. Uh, we are in the midst of tournament time. Uh, Big East, as traditionally does, they, they start a day early so they can end on Saturday. Um, big game on Saturday last week, Duke, North Carolina, Cameron Indoor Stadium. Last game for Coach Krzyzewski and Duke. Tickets went for as high as $80,000 per ticket. Four tickets sold in the Duke in the uh, Jimmy V charity uh, auction for a million dollars for four tickets. 96 of Coach K's former players back in the stands, and they got throttled by North Carolina. A lot of people on Twitter and social media thought that it was very unacceptable for North Carolina not to lay down and let Duke win. Um, I, I just think that's absurd. If you're a sports fan, how could you even consider saying something like that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, especially for those two teams, that rivalry right. is as, as heated as any there is in sports. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine the Yankees, Red Sox, Ohio State, Michigan, or Auburn, Alabama, Florida, Florida State, Florida, Georgia, to ever think like, well, Spurs are retiring, so we're just going to let them win? Like that's the that's the most <laughs> insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, I, I didn't. I wouldn't have given that much credence. Um, I mean. You know, Coach K made Duke basketball what it is, but the program's going to go on, and hopefully, he's laid the foundation to for it to to take off and, and keep growing and thriving. And, and thriving. So, um, yeah, that's. I thought it was great that Carolina kind of belt like pounced. Yeah, down. yeah. It was, it was, it was apropos, right? It's sports. That's sports it, in a nutshell, right there, right? It, it was. It was exactly sports in a nutshell. Um, you know, going to the tournament, it's interesting because you know, I mean, you know last week guys we weren't on the air we didn't record but the top seven teams all lost first time ever that, wow. that the top seven teams in the in the rankings had lost on the same weekend um so you know it's gonna be an interesting tournament we'll see what happens todd i think the sec is looking strong but there are some you know some question marks obviously is is tennessee good is you know is uh is Alabama good? What's Kentucky going to do? Is Kentucky healthy? You got Kansas, you got Purdue, you've got, it, it's an, it's going to be a neat tournament. It's always fun. Um, March, our selection Sunday is this Sunday. Yep. Always a cool, always a cool moment to see, see what, Mal, you got the SEC tournament down in, in your backyard. This It's in, it's in uh, the Emily arena. Yeah. 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 So they started tonight. Uh, Georgia plays uh, Georgia plays Vandy, and Mizzou plays Ole Miss, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then Todd, our Gators are up early tomorrow. We're the we're the noon tip game uh, versus A and M. Winner takes plays plays number one Auburn. So uh, NIT is Florida's got to do right? some. Yeah, I think I think NIT. I think uh, Florida have to probably win two. It's interesting though. Florida, you know, they win one. There'll be over 20 wins, and there people are saying they're on the bubble. But Michigan, uh, who beat Ohio State in their last game of the season, is 17 wins, 14 losses, and people are saying they're probably a lock to get in. I just don't understand it. Um, I think SEC, pretty solid conference. Did you see? Did you see? Um, Calipari said the top four teams in the SEC were 34 and one at home. Wow. Right. And I think like 
you know, so only the top four teams, I think, had above a 600 record in the, in the SEC. So it's like the, the depth of the, you know, winning your games is so, so challenging. Um, but it's, it, it's a great tournament. And here's the great thing. Next week, this time on Thursday or Friday, we'll be texting back and forth, watching, you know, <laughs> watching uh, a Wake close, Forest play. five battle, right? State. Yeah. And we'll be like, oh, like, this is the greatest game ever. You know, literally couldn't name any player. But when you get the when you get the the bracket and you get the you know the, the secondary announcers, so awesome. Hey, did you uh do you see uh, going back to the Kentucky Florida game last Saturday or Sunday? I can't remember. Did you see what Calipari uh, tried to do for Keontae Johnson? Yes. No, I, I, I saw he kind of got out to start the game, so to speak. But Yeah, so they did kind of a, a faux tip-off where he could start and, you know, they paused and shook hands. But uh, Calipari offered to Mike White, said, hey, let's let him score. I'm willing to start the game down 2 nothing. Just to, like take him down the floor and dunk it, yeah. Or not, I don't know if, we, yeah, dunk, score, any. He goes, I'm willing to, you know, give you a 2-0 lead so he can score one more basket. And um, I don't know why, but Mike White, you know, said, no, we can't do that, blah, blah, blah. But I thought that was pretty cool for him to – and maybe they're not allowed to do it. Maybe they investigated and, you know, they said you can't do it. But I thought that was pretty cool. It was a nice gesture. Yeah. Very cool. And, you know, we see that on Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, you always see those stories of some some ball boy who maybe is, you know, mentally challenged or whatever, and he gets in a game and they – you know, all yep. the team steps aside and lets them, lets them shoot or something like that. So probably could have been done, but – Maybe Mike White said, yeah, let's let's just, you know, I thought it was cool. I thought the way Keontae, you know, yeah. hugged everybody, kissed the floor. Yeah. Uh, he handled himself really well. And we still yeah. lost 14, Sean, something like that. What's that? <laughs> and we still lost by what, 14 or something like that? Exactly, exactly. yeah. Still still fell short. <laughs> still fell short. Well, it's not the first time Florida's lost to Kentucky, so. Um, Won't be the last. Yep. Uh, let's jump over to NFL. Todd, your boy. Uh, your or your sorry, one of your one of your teams got their got their gunslinger back. Aaron Rodgers gonna be a Green Bay Packer. It looks like for life now. Signed a four year contract, two hundred million dollar deal. I believe it was one hundred fifty three million dollar signing bonus, largest in NFL history. Let's hear your thoughts first, and then we'll jump over to Mal, who two years ago was riding the wave of getting the the best quarterback in football. I won't say Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in football. He's the MVP, um, but still to date, only one Super Bowl champion. So thoughts on Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay versus going to Denver, Tennessee, or Pittsburgh? Uh, I mean, first of all, I've heard details of the contract may be inaccurate. Um, that said, he signed an amazing contract, whether it's 153 guaranteed or 123 guaranteed, you know, um, great for him. Um, no, we're going to argue over $30 million, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I personally love it. Um, I, I, I want, you know, started as a Packer, let's retire as a Packer. Um, the way he went about it maybe wasn't, uh, you know, pleasing, but you know, it's a business like everything else. So he was, you know, uh, leveraging and using the media to, uh, you know, help get what they want. Apparently Green Bay hired a court, their quarterback coach, who Rodgers absolutely loves. Um, they put the front fran franchise tag on Adams 
who he said is the best player he's ever played with, um, best football player he's ever played with. So that said, um, I think Green Bay did enough to make it attractive, not only financially, but with coaching and personnel that he feels he can win and stay. So I'm hoping they get at least one more in the next four years. It'll be a nice, nice way to cap. Who knows? Maybe only plays two years and then bows out kind of like, kind of like Brady. Um, you just never know. But um, the domino effect of, of Denver signing Russell Wilson almost like the, the, that day. Right. I mean, that was definitely their backup plan to get, to get Wilson in Denver, but um, yeah. the Packer fan happy that, that Rogers, um, you know, I can, I can set aside maybe some of the, things I don't like about him personally, but he's a heck of a quarterback. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think it, it would be interesting to see like a timeline of the green Bay fans who for maybe the last three weeks has been like F him. He's going to leave us. You know, he, he wasn't very good. He only won one. And now that he's back, they're like, we love him. He's our boy. You're my boy blue. Right. It's the fickle. They may have said F fan. him because they thought he was going to leave, but I don't think anyone ever said he wasn't very good, but yeah, I hear, I hear your sentiment. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're leaving your, your mud. Um, I always thought, I, I thought he could leave, but I thought what he was doing and saying was all part of leverage and negotiating. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think, never took it personally. Right. So yeah. He was trying now, to get what do you, Now, what do you think of the AFC quarterback scenario now with Russell Wilson, AFC West, you have Mahomes, Her- Herbert, Air Bear. you have Wilson and Derek Carr. Derek Carr might be the worst he might be the best worst quarterback in a division ever. I mean, <laughs> um, the AFC has it all over the NFC in quarterbacks. Yeah. Top to bottom. Right. They really do. And that AFC West that, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an all-star. It's five all-stars, right? Five pro bowl quarterbacks, maybe with the exception of Derek Carr, but even he's made a pro bowl. Yeah. He's solid. If he's not, yeah, he's solid quarterback. And he's this would be maybe the time. Maybe the worst. As, as a gambler, could I get a parlay that says the NFC wins the next five Super Bowls after all the hype is going to go on the AFC? Their quarterbacks, like, but you could. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's crazy. Some guy know, just said a twenty-three teamer right now. Burrow, Lamar Jackson, yep. Mac, Tua. You know, once again, Tua probably you know tenth or twelfth on that list. Baker Mayfield, once again, Baker Mayfield is a good season away from people saying like, see, I told you so, Um, you know, but that West is just crazy. I mean, talk about must-see TVs. They're going to have to find a way to to make every one of those conference games Monday Night Football, Um, you know. So what else happened in the NFL? Uh, Is there anything else that happened in the NFL? I got got a question for you guys because I tried to watch it and I – and honestly, I couldn't. Can you watch the combine? The NFL combine? Oh, no, no. I Yes, on Instagram. When they show me a 15-second clip. That's, <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Meryl, it's funny. We, uh, we were across the street at our, our uh, favorite little pizza joint, and they had the, the, the guy who runs the place is an NFL fanatic. Okay. So the combine was on. There was no sound. And I would have thought exactly what you said. How can you watch it? But we, we found ourselves like <laughs> kind of when you're forced to watch it, it's kind of interesting. But if I'm, I'm if I have the remote, I'm going to flip and, and go find no. something else, right? No. I, did you see I what Jerry really... Davis did for for uh, the Georgia defensive tackle? Um, yes. I mean that's insane, right? Yeah. 
they, 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 they superimposed him on top of two quarterbacks. Jameis Winston, when he was there, and I forget who the second guy was, he beat both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they, they have this blurry image at the start of the 40, and then all three guys took off at once. And this six foot six, 351 pound dude beat the two quarterbacks. I mean, I'm no draft expert. Um, I mean, some guys really get into it and they have their own mock draft. I don't know, but I would imagine he went from a first and second rounder to a top 15, top, maybe top 10 pick just, just because of the combine. Right. Yep. How do you not have a guy that big with that speed and agility? Um, you know, plug him in, plug him in. So we'll see. We'll see. But it was all, I mean, I tried to watch it. I, I, you know, I'm sitting there in, in the, in my big black chair after doing my exercises with the ice on my knee and the remote was on the other side of the room. So just I too was, far away, right? It was, was too far. Away. I wasn't getting up to get it. Right. And so I watched it for probably 30 minutes and I was, it was terrible to watch. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a uh, cattle call. That's all yeah. it is. These guys, they, 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 they give them numbers, right? They give them these random numbers and you're watching them run and jump. And yeah, it's, you gotta be really a draft geek to get into that. Right. So Sean, did you see the, the, uh, the Washington formerly football team, uh, AKA Commodores, Lionel Richie signed today? The Commodores. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, they signed uh, Trevor Wentz. Carson. Carson Wentz. Yeah. 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 Was that a trade or was that a, and he's got, he's got to play the, both the Colts and the Eagles this year. So he's, he's, he's going to have to face his old teams, right? Yeah. Eagles twice and Colts once. Yeah. Did I say Commodores? That's hilarious. That's <laughs> from now on. They're the Commodores as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Cause it's easy. They're, they're forever. The Commodores now Lionel Richie. I mean, and the that name is so bad. I really would have stuck with Washington football team. I love that. Just Easy like Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. The Commodores. That's fantastic. I mean, <laughs> oh, that's great. Boys. That All right, guys. Awesome. Let's turn to golf because there's so much to talk about in golf. Um, let's let's start because we last talked, I believe, um, after Pebble. Uh, Scotty Scheffler has won twice. Hmm. He won the Waste and he won the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Bay Hill, Bay yeah. Hill. Um, in between, Joaquin Neiman uh, had a great, I mean, just an absolute wire-to-wire -wire finish. Honda? At, at Riviera. Riviera, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the Genesis. But let's talk about Sheffield. Oh, Genesis, that's right. I mean, Mal, this kid, I think for the last two years, we've said this kid's going to win a ton. If he can just win that first one, watch out. Oh. And literally 10 days later, he's won his second. So calm. His facial expression doesn't change. Good shot, bad shot. Uh, the lag putt he hit on 18. Yeah, right. Right? To like, what, eight inches from 60 feet away, 70. It was a long putt. Right? His facial expression never changed. Uh, he's going to win a lot. He makes a lot of birdies. He's this accurate driver of the golf ball. And he's got that that... That winner's mentality—you can just see he's 
He's he's very confident, right? And the uh, Ryder Cup did not do anything to squelch his confidence. Uh, oh, beating, no doubt. Beating John Rahm and playing as well as he did, uh, beating John Rahm in singles, handily, if you remember, right? Uh, and and then playing as well as he did in singles, only just I can elevated his confidence. He's he's a good yeah. player. Uh, here's a question. Here's a question for you boys. Can you tell me one crazy statement or thing that Scotty Scheffler's done, or Colin Morikawa? No. No. Yeah, Scheffler, Scheffler claims he's 24 and he looks 38. That's a mistake <laughs> he's done. Right, but my my point is, is these guys like you know Spieth, you know talks a ton and you know and jake jt's kind of you know he, he dropped the f-bomb and said said it you know the other f-word um you know in a bad spot rom with his temper these two guys and and throw cantley in there too because cantley's just kind of a boring milk toast but yep. scheffler cantley and morikawa are just three of the just the best ball strikers in the game right now and they're all under 26, you know, or 27. It's unbelievable. Like, but I think Scheffler, you know, I, I'll say it now on uh, March 9th, I think Scheffler is going to win the Memorial. I just think he's got the long game for it. Unless, unless Rom comes back and, and, you know, dominates the course like he did for three, three rounds last year before COVID um, and claims, you know, that, that title. Uh, Cause I, I tell you guys, I, I think the Memorial tournament becomes now that, that tournament that nobody misses. Whereas now people are talking about skipping the API because of the course being so difficult and because Arnold not being there anymore. And a lot of the young guys not knowing who Arnold is. As long as Jack's alive, I think that Memorial becomes a can't miss event. And the way they're treated when they're there, right? I mean, they get of course, yeah. such stellar treatment. Uh, yeah. 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 Those, those guys are young. So I'm sure They'll be around long enough. They'll they'll stub their toe. I'm a huge Cantley fan, but uh, his body language and uh, he's he's not like Scheffler and Morikawa, which seem to be golden boys that can do no wrong, right? I think yeah. I think uh, Cantley wears his his uh, heart on his sleeve. He's just he's almost too boring for TV. They're going to start right. going away from him and then coming back like literally as he pulls the putter back because the yeah. way he settles his feet in, you know he. He, he, he taps his feet seven times, eight times, nine times, waggles three times. Um, TV's going to pick up on that. He has yeah. no personality whatsoever, none. You know what I loved about uh, Scheffler's win is he couldn't even complete his interview because his wife was so excited. That was so hysterical. He yeah, he literally quit talking. And, like, and then when she's like, Grandma and Grandpa are here, and it was just like, I'm almost like, you know what? We can talk to you later. You know, how yeah. many in front of grandma and grandpa just go go enjoy them right it's that's it was cool it was genuine it was i can't imagine being 24 winning a tournament that much money and enjoying it with you know your entire family there that's that's pretty neat well before the, we talk the about world top 10 the world the world rankings yeah the first time in since they've been ranking them where the top 10 are all under the age of 30 yeah wow. that's crazy isn't it yeah yeah. Hovland playing great right now. Right. And Morikawa and Rom, obviously, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's fun to watch. Let's, let's talk guys before we talk to, we'll, we'll finish on the, well, 
we'll loop in some soccer here, Todd, because I know there's been some some big events happening in soccer. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this your this Saudi golf league implosion of a league that never happened. Hashtag not yet. Um, obviously, I boiled it ahead two weeks ago. Phil Phil's comments to Alan Shipnuck for his book, you know, came out quote unquote off the record on the record um, about this potential money grab from the top from 30 of the top players in the world to go play guaranteed money events in Saudi Arabia as their own tour. Greg Norman being kind of one of the leaders of this event. Just Mal, let's start with you. Your thoughts on just kind of the whole implosion of it. And then Todd, let's, let's talk to you because you've been unabashedly a Phil Mickelson supporter slash fan um, over the years. Mal, just your thoughts on the last two weeks of the he said, she said um, debacle of this whole thing. I will tell you, Carp, that my opinion of it all changed on Saturday when I was driving to do some showings and I listened to that podcast that you shared. Wow, right? It changed like night and day. I wasn't surprised that Brandel Chambly had the strong opinions that he had because he's been on TV and talking about the atrocities of the, the Saudis and how PGA players... Uh, would go from being independent contract, contractors to employers and the writers of the checks would be these people who are doing these god-awful things. But listening to Hal Sutton and his, his podcast co-host, and I don't know who that was, just shed some light on Phil, uh, changed the way I think about everything that's going on in the last two weeks a, a great deal. Uh, Phil, I think, is being exposed for the person that he truly is, not the, not the facade that he puts out there for people. Um, and, uh, I mean, his comment, Rory McIlroy, to me, summed it up the best. Yeah. Right? The comments were a lot of things, including sad, ignorant, and, and he's backtracking in a way that I don't know if his reputation will ever get back to Phil, the guy who just signs a lot of interviews and likes to gamble. I, I, I think his, his reputation is somewhat tarnished. And uh, uh, I mean, as you were talking about before we get on the air, they, they, they do a, a retrospective of players champions and they didn't include Phil the PGA, right? That's, yeah. that's, it's, that's, it's there. It's their tournament. Yes. Yeah. He's clearly one of the best five golfers probably to ever play the game. And yeah. they, they basically just whitewashed him out of the, out of the mm -hmm. social media. Yeah. Todd, what, what's your thoughts? You, you've, you know, on our private threads, um, you know, you've always been Phil's boy or Phil's been your boy, you know, and, and you, you were, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but you were heartbroken over this, like what happened is his whole fall from grace, like in the last week. Yeah. Just, um, disappointing, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Right? Um, just so super disappointing. I mean, he's earned everything he's gotten dollar wise, trophy wise. Um, but 
I just felt like he was looking for an excuse to shit on the PGA tour who gave him so much opportunity, money, wealth, uh, legacy, uh, trophies, and he just destroyed it. I would have respected it more if he just said, Hey, the PGA has been good to me. I'm going to pursue another opportunity. Um, I have nothing but great things to say. I'm moving on, but he, he couldn't get out of his own way. And, you know, yeah. he started yeah. agreeing with, with Bryson when Bryson, you know, was complaining and him and, um, Charlie uh, Hoffman were vocal on, on social media. So it's disappointing that um, they shit on the PGA tour. Now, whether they're right or wrong, um, you know, is the PGA tour toxic? I mean, who knows? Um, but I heard, you know, the, the 150th best player in the PGA tour gets a hundred thousand dollars contributed to their 401k pension plan or whatever you want to call it. They're pit, the 150th, right? So they estimate that the PGA Tour has given Phil for his pension. He's got a hundred million dollars, easy. Yeah, estimates that we heard right? on that podcast were 250 million. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to over exaggerate. So yeah. that's where you say, "How bad are you being treated, Phil?" And that's where you agree, right? Yeah. Um, again, if you place, if you finish in the top 50, they're giving you a hundred thousand dollars to for your pension. I mean, and that hundred. So anyway, God, this week, this week in the T, at TPC, the yeah three forty six. The person who finishes thirty sixth will get a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I think the winner gets what three? It's a three million dollar per point six. Get three million dollars. Three point six. It's yeah. just you know, so it's just disappointing. Now, um, do I think he needs to be? You know, I guess the term is canceled uh, today. Do I, I just think hopefully he takes a step back. Um, and I hope there's some form of redemption. Um, I don't know if there's going to be. He's so late in his career. Um, when when Tiger had his fall for grace from grace, he had you know time to time was on his side. Phil's going to be 52 in June, so um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just extremely disappointing. Um, I, I I like Tiger now, and uh, <laughs> Phil as it stands is, has gone the other way, right? He's just not likable and it's it's kind of a head scratcher so yeah listen there's a there's a ton of celebrities and athletes in the last year that have all say fucked up that we don't even remember right now because yeah. it was a year ago well here's so the, the thing that, that that here's the good news for phil in the next 60 to 90 days there will be another news cycle that someone else will do something stupid he just needs to come back in the masters and just, just come yeah. back to the tournament. And then, so um, I was going to liken it. This is kind of likened to the um, soccer, try to form that super league. And yeah. when, when fan bases found out they revolted, they're like, screw this. So um, I, the PGA tour is interesting enough. Uh, I fell in, not fell in love. I got really interested in, in Sabith Thigala. I hope I'm pronouncing <laughs> this right. Right. How's Where. That? Or that like Thursday, said. I didn't know who, who he was. So do I really want to watch the Charlie Hoffmans of the world, the Ian Poulters of the world? Not saying he was going to go, but for example, um, am I going to pay extra to watch that Saudi Arabian League, or am I just going to tune in the PGA Tour? I'm going to tune in the yeah. PGA Tour all day long. You know, it's really funny, though, Todd, and, and Mal, you mentioned it. You mentioned a couple of names of the, of the inside of, well, it's like, this is the real Phil. The guys like the, you know, it's rumored that the, a lot of the Spangent contingent under not Ron, but like the Sergio 
the perhaps the uh, Ortiz, uh, you know, that this this European contingent that was going to go to the be part of the thirty, they're pissed at Phil now because he yeah. kind of blew it up. Right. They're like, man, we, we had guaranteed money coming our way, and you now messed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's yeah, just because he couldn't keep his mouth shut, right? I mean, listen, there's there's not a better place for Phil to come back than the than the Masters because number one, he he deserves to be there. He's a he's a past mm-hmm. champion multiple times. Um, it's not a PGA Tour event. There's no better place for him to insulate himself from jeering fans like Beth Page or Phoenix than Augusta National because no one's going to stand on the first tee and go cheater, you know, mf'er. No, no one's going to get thrown out. Yeah, no one. You know, it would never go back. It would. In the compound things, um, it was the worst apology ever, right? I mean, oh, it was, it was, he used to fire his PR team and hire new guys and just say, it was so bad. Yeah. It was so self serving. So it was everything that apology is not supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're not happy with with what I said. I'm the best still. And I'm sorry that I'm think that way. Yeah. It it, it just, I mean, if if he just said, Hey, you know what? I lost my mind a little bit now that I'm taking a step back. I realized that the thing, things I blah, blah. It would have been easy to to wiggle out of that. It would have taken some time, but anyway, that apology was so bad. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, let's let's talk positive. The PGA Tour flagship event tees off tomorrow morning as we record this. Players Championship, Sawgrass, Florida. I've, I sent you guys the picture. I flew over it two weeks or last week. Yeah. It was so cool. Like literally, I looked out my window. I'm like. You know, I saw the coast and I'm like, God, we gotta be near Jacksonville. And as soon as I looked down, I'm like, there it is. You can see it. And you can saw the tents out and the, you know, the picture I took was actually pretty cool because you could see the whole course. Um, great event. Just your thoughts on now this, you know, first of all, let me just say it will never be a fifth major. There is no such thing as a fifth major. Um, it's preposterous that they should even try and make it that. Um, but it is a cool event. It's the best field in golf. Uh, it's obviously the biggest person golf. It's a fun course with a great finish. What are you looking forward to this week with the TPC playing tomorrow? Watching the weather. Yeah. It's- They're going to have it all this week. Tomorrow's going to be sunny. Friday, there's a chance of some rain thunderstorms Saturday is supposed to be a deluge and then and cold and, and very cold. cold. And then Monday, excuse me, Sunday, the, the early tea times guys are going off in the 40 degrees. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's, they're going to run the gamut of Florida weather in March. Uh, they say the rough is seven, eight, as deep as nine inches in some places. Wow, um, really? I didn't, I didn't yeah, see that. I heard that on the Golf Channel today. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking forward. I would love to see someone who's never won a big tournament win. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, but it would be interesting to follow the weather. They're saying folk, guys who go off late Thursday and early Friday will have a huge advantage mm. because – the guys who go off late on Friday probably aren't going to finish and they're going to have to come back and finish their round Saturday in what's going to be a pretty miserable conditions. 
So mm-hmm. it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interest. That's, I mean, as I listen to these guys on the radio talk about it today, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm kind, kind of excited about the changes that the weather will bring up. What changes will the weather bring out in the golf course? Yeah. Todd, your thoughts on what you're expecting to see. And I'm sure you'll tune in tomorrow from the home office or on your phone. Yeah. Um, I got some appointments tomorrow, but we've talked about before. Uh, if you're in the home, home office, great. If not, uh, you can listen to it on uh, PG 92. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, so I, I kind of, I hear what you're saying, Scott, uh, Sean, about the fifth major, but I think other than the majors, you know, what's unique about golf is, you know, last week was Arnie's tournament. You wear the, 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 the red sweater. Um, you got Jack's tournament, Pebble Beach. But I think if you ask the players, you know, minus a major, which one do they want to win? This is it. So I don't actually mind it being called the, the fifth major, but I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I think uh, in, a, in my hometown, coming Georgia, the high on Saturday is 33. Oh, my goodness. And we, we've been in the 70s this week. So this is the, the beauty of, of living in the South uh, dur- during the wintertime. So it's going to be cold and rainy on Saturday. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this tournament ends Monday. I mean, I don't know if they can, if they can finish it all on Sunday, but uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm going to go on a limb, take my shot. Uh, Brooks is, is healthy and he focuses on the bigger tournament. So I would, that, I would say, uh, watch out for Brooks. I know Bill, Bill would not uh, want to hear that, but I, I'm going to call my shot and say he, uh, he wins the TPC. Yeah, that's kind of a, that's a, that's a good pick. You know, I, I think there's you know we can talk about maybe guys that we we think the names we think um, this tournament has given us Craig Perks before. It's given us Siwoo Kim, which surprisingly is one of the picks that you might want to put money on because Siwoo Kim is an unbelievable player on Pete Dye courses. Um, yep. Unbelievable player on on you know these style of courses. Um, it, you know, Mal, who are some names that you would not be surprised if they're on the leaderboard come Sunday morning? I think the way it's going to play out, a lot of the big names, I think, are going to be there. I think Justin Thomas, John Rahm, uh, Dan Thomas, Thomas won this two years ago, right? Or yeah. last year? No, he won it last, last year. year. He's the, they, didn't, they didn't have one in 20. Uh, right. Canceled, remember? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think Patrick Cantley hits the ball straight enough and is a good chipper and putter of the ball. I think he'll be there. Uh, um, Xander Shoffley, Daniel Berger is another guy who I think I mean, is going to have a good, a good. How time. can you not have Morikawa out of right. your mouth? And Morikawa, I mean, I, I didn't even get to them yet. Right. But Hideki Matsuyama, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa are, are all guys, even Rory. Rory's played pretty well. I mean, he played two very good rounds at the Arnold Palmer and he shot even par on the weekend. And but he's been playing really well. Um, uh, I, I, as much as I love it when a tournament like this has like a, a lesser known pair, like a Corey Connors of the world or or no, Sepp Straka come come from behind and win. I think it's going to be a, a big name <laughs> player. And uh, um, Hideki Matsuyama is my pick. Uh, wow. As much as I like the other guys, I just think he's. If the weather, if he gets the benefit of a little bit of weather, I think he's going to be. Uh, with, 
he's going to be right there. His at the third end. win of the season. Am I remembering that correctly? He has two and, uh, and uh, Scotty Scheffler has two. Wow. So that'd be player of the year. Uh, leader. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what, what names do you jump out at? Like watch this guy. Uh, I, I, I mean, Brooks, I called my shot, but here's a guy and he's a big name that no one mentions because he typically doesn't play well in this tournament. But um, DJ is, is, is due. Um, he said he loves this course. Yep. It's high, and he goes, I can't explain why I've not played, uh, you know, uh, placed well in this tournament. So watch out for Dustin Johnson, who again is a big name that's not getting consideration, but I watched his interview today uh, when I was in the home office and I was like, wow, that's, that's, you know, He's due to have a good uh, a good couple of rounds here. Yeah, so, it would not surprise me at all, and it'd be one of those like, don't forget about me, guys. I'm still yeah. here, right? And they they flat out asked him, and they said, why why don't you finish well in this course? He goes, you know what? I don't know. I love this course. It it suits my game, and he's like, I have no I have no reason why I I, I shouldn't you know win or compete. So yeah, I really like Morikawa this week. I think he's just I mean you know, T to green, you know approach shots he's so strong um i think hovland can do it i think Hovland's hovland's incredible right now his short game is just absolutely trash if he doesn't hit the greens um i mean he he could not hit a green coming down the stretch you know the last two weeks and his chipping is just horrendous and i don't know if that's gonna be a, a a constant yip thing or what but but if I had to put money, I'd probably say uh, Colin Morikawa would be my pick. I do like Kisner as a dark horse because he, the dude likes playing in tournaments that pay off big money. I mean, 20th place, $100,000. But, you know, he won at Sedgefield last year. I heard on a podcast that I was listening to on, on, a, on a walk the other morning, uh, players that have won at Greensboro have, have played well in – sawgrass and so something about the courses that match but we'll see what happens with that but fun tournament it's, it's one of those tournaments guys where you, when you watch it um kind of like the masters now kind of like um where you start knowing all the holes um mal have you played the course have you been there i have i yeah. played it i played it when they had the old clubhouse yeah and yeah. the marriott was was right there right by the third yeah the 13th hole yeah yep i i, I played it then yeah, the Marriott's still there, but the clubhouse is totally different. It's right. now that that Spanish-looking yep. castle. Um, but, you know, one and two and three are, you know, they took a lot of trees out. But, you know, it's one of those courses that when you pick it up, you know, early on a, the Golf Channel coverage and you see all the, the water and all the places where the balls can kind of just trickle off the greens, um, where it's, it's just a great test of golf. Um, tee to green, put the ball in the fairway. It, it's pretty right there in front of you. There's really no, there's no tricks about it. It's just getting the ball where you need to get it and then making your putts. And so I know that sounds so simple, but it just isn't. So one right, of those so golf courses where even the pros will play all 14 clubs in their bag. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, it's not, there, there are many golf courses where it's a, a, a tee ball and a wedge for 60, 70% of the holes. This golf course is not that. Yeah, it is, you know, like 16, you know, with a, with a well-played, you know, high draw, you know, it will be driver three iron for these guys, driver four iron, 
sometimes driver mm-hmm. seven iron for Bubba or something like that. Um, but so, all right. So Todd's got Brooks. I've got Colin. Anthony's got Hideki. We'll just put that in the, in the books. Todd, really quick, hit me up on soccer. What's going on in the world of soccer? I know there was a, a derby the other day. There was a trophy lifted by uh, Liverpool, I believe, in a, in a 10 penalty kick uh, whiff by that guy from Chelsea. Holy shit. He, he missed the goal by 20 feet. So, yeah, let's, let's put that into context, though. Um, it was the League Cup uh, finals, um, which is, again, a season-long tournament. Um, Liverpool, it was, it was Liverpool, Chelsea, zero, zero draw. Um, so they play 30 minutes of extra time, two minutes, two periods of 15 minutes, still no scoring. So they go to PKs. And so there's 11, 11 guys on a soccer field, right? On, on the pitch, as they say, right? So you do the first five and if whoever wins after the first five wins, but if it's tied, then you do sudden death, right? So it got all the way to 10-10, right? No one had missed. There have been zero misses, right? So what does that mean? That means the keepers have to take kicks, right? So the Liverpool keeper was up first. He hits uh, his. The Chelsea keeper is the one who skied it. Um, so uh, that was a goal. No fairness to him, he's. Uh, I'm sure he practices penalty kicks, but he's he's not. That was a goalie that kicked that. Out? That was the goalie. Yeah, that was the goalie. Against the other goalie. They don't have to put another yep. field player in. Nope, okay. nope. Uh, the goalies are always defending. It's just the rotating of the uh, players who alternate kicks. So um, super happy as a Liverpool supporter that they won. Um, but 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 tough. You know, he, you there's a little part of you is like, man, what a crappy way to lose if you're Chelsea. But that said, they played full time and they played extra time and at some point you have to determine a winner, right? So um, exciting. So uh, Champions League was this week. Um, Liverpool advanced to the quarterfinals. Um, the big matchup today was Real Madrid played PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, two teams that could have easily made the finals, but the draw had them meeting um, in, in this round. And uh, Paris Saint-Germain was up 2-0 and Real Madrid scored goals in the 60th, 72nd, and 79th minute to win 3-2. So uh, just fun stuff. In a real quick, the Premier League, um, Man City's in first, but Chelsea, I'm sorry, Liverpool uh, has a game in hand down six points and they will face each other. So um, the race is on for sure uh, in, in the Premier League. So fun, fun, exciting stuff. Nice, Mal. Really quick, I know you're the baseball guy. Give us the uh, March 9th, 10 o'clock at night as we record this. What's the vibe on baseball? Are we going to are they going to get their shit together? No, they're not. They canceled more games tonight. So now the first four series are canceled. And they're dickering over the silliest things now. Right, I know. I mean, it's, now it's, it's about the international draft. Right? Uh, I, I just, I, I think they're, baseball's not going to be the same after this. There's a lot of people that are going to walk away from it. I mean, I'm a guy who's been a baseball fan my whole life. There's a certain rhythm of a baseball season. Mm -hmm. We experienced it when we were at Pinehurst two years ago, where we were watching the World Series, and it was the World Series for 60 games, right? Right. And and the rhythm of the season just wasn't the same, right? The series, and it was happening in this – 
the, the Dodgers and the Rays were playing in a, in a neutral place with no fans, right? Last year, they got a, however many games they got in and, and the rhythm was a little bit better, but baseball is that spring training to April to you know, the dead of the summer to you know, the, the money games in, in late August, September, October. Um, they're not going to have that this year if we even have a season. And it would not surprise me at all after what went on this week that we don't have a season at all. It would not surprise me. Say it ain't so. Who, who won last year? I forgot. Braves. You forgot one? Oh, yeah. I didn't forget. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that's extra disappointing for me. I mean, like, you win. Let's sign Freddie, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, and let's defend the title. Come on. Let's right, raise, raise banners and let the, let the fans celebrate. Yeah. And celebrate and, yeah. Oh, I want to go and to Detroit. Think about, think about just that, that one, you know, the Braves win the World Series. Part of the rhythm of baseball has come to be Freddie Freeman's a free agent. He can sign with this team, that team. Wouldn't he look good as a Dodger? He'd look great in Yankee pinstripes. Will he be loyal and come back to Atlanta? None of that conversation has happened because no one can have a yeah. conversation with him about who he's going to sign. So that, that rhythm of the season is now, it's just been all like turned on its head. And yeah, Mel, I'm down here. I'm down here in South Florida, and like the Red Sox aren't here, and the, right. and the Twins aren't playing, and, yeah. and they're they're not even in town. You know, it's like no. it, it's really weird. And you know, I mean, Cincinnati. You know, the 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 traditional starting day. It's not right. anymore, but it used to be like you know the Reds opened up. You know, and players and, or fans and and companies they they build their their spring business around that, and it's not there. So it's a shame. Yep. Shame. Yep. So, all right, boys, let's finish up. Uh, Mal, what do you got coming up this week? Uh, getting uh, our, our, our stuff lined up so that uh, Lydia and I are taking a, a little, uh, a long overdue little vacation, just the two of us uh, on Monday. We're going to Napa, California for, uh, for three, for four days, basically, of just unplugging, unwinding, uh, drinking a little wine, eating some good food, and just just being, you know, husband and wife somewhere else other than here without any interruptions. Uh, we haven't done that, you know, in quite a while. Uh, so we're uh, looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my my phone is going to be uh, a uh, uh, it's going to keep me updated on. And the NCAA basketball tournament a little bit, but it will be that uh, a couple of text strings and my camera for the week. I'm uh, getting things set up with, with the guys on the team so that uh, I don't have to do any work for the four days that I'm gone. That's nice. I talked to one of my buddies out, Mal, I'm going to send a, a message tonight or I'll, in the morning I'll to, to uh, his name's Logan Songer. He's the general manager slash broker of the uh, Cole Banker office out there and i said if nothing else he can give you recommendations on restaurants and um but he's he's the coal banker napa there on lincoln street so okay great young kid drink drink some beers with you if you're in the town or but uh yeah it would be a good connection there for you do that uh I'll... and if you need you know if you ever needed to obviously you know shoot in and text a message or or print something out he'd be I, a good dude i i i'll walk by the office and, and walk in and say hello to him yeah great young for kid sure. Todd, how about you, bud? What's going on? 
I know you had dinner with the boss last night. How'd that go? It was good, man. It was uh, kind of an impromptu Fake. little thing. Uh, Mal, I don't have to tell you, um, but manage your notifications when you're on vacation. Make sure you t- you t- you turn off the dings and the bings and the wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, one, some of the best advice I ever got, and you guys, I think we've shared it. Together. That was my favorite Buffett album, the dings and the bings and the wings. <laughs> limit if you if you turn off push notifications you become easily either more productive or in your case mal um more relaxed relax on your vacation so yep no things things are good um again things are wide open as they like to say um just trying to continue to ride the positive wave and um managing uh what's important needs to be done now and and what's important that that needs to be attended to but uh is not an a priority so that's uh my, my challenge just trying to de- decipher that so um man looking forward to hopefully baseball getting back together and uh that's uh you bum me out mal by saying you don't think there's gonna be a season so i'm, I'm hoping these these uh players and owners um uh, get together I, I have a feeling the players are going to fold because those guys want to play want to play and they they got bills to pay. So unfortunately the owners who have a little more money, I think are digging their heels, but let's, uh, let's hope they solve that sooner than later and we could uh, move on. So I so, hope I'm wrong. A couple more weeks. I, I really hope I'm wrong. I, I like, I'm with you. I like, I like spring and summer evenings with the baseball game on and a book in my hand. I do like yeah, that a lot Just in and, the background uh, or, or picking up on the radio or yep. checking the score when you're out to dinner. Yeah. So you got baseball and TV with with Dead and Company on the radio and reading a book, right? <laughs> that's right. That's a good evening right there. That's a good night. <laughs> yeah, that's a good night. Um, guys, I got a couple more weeks down here in Florida. It's been great. Uh, did a speaking gig today for Tiffany uh, McQuaid and her company. Mal, you jumped on the uh, Facebook Live as I was walking around the, the her office. office is beautiful. Oh, shit. It's so cool. Yeah. And just the vibe of it. I mean, it's so cool and laid back, but also like very focused and uh, I don't know if it came through in that video, but, um, you know, so just ch- a couple coaching sessions tomorrow, uh, Friday, we're going to drive up to Punta Gorda, check that little town out, um, hear good things about it. Friday night, the kids come down, Ryan, Ryan and Ryan flying from Atlanta uh, awesome. for a week and we'll get the sticks out. Mal, sorry, you're, uh, heading out to, to the West coast, but I'm glad you are. And, uh, he's not sorry. <laughs> no, he's not at all. I, I'm disappointed. I'm not going to be able to play with Ryan and meet Riley, though. I will tell you that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so sure. another when time. Do they, right? When do they go back, Sean? Uh, so Ryan flies back on Sunday, and Riley flies back on Monday. So oh, so maybe next weekend when when we are because we come back on Friday. Okay. I we still might be able. I'd love to. I'd love to see Ryan again and meet Riley. Yeah, it would be fine. So we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk next week or so. Oh, absolutely. But, um, absolutely. Just, just, a, just a chill time. Uh, Technology is great. Being able to stay in touch with people, do Zoom calls like this, and uh, and just, you know, be on an easy pace. You know, the, uh, <laughs> the 4 o'clock, 4.30 dinners, not a, bad, not a bad gig right now. You know, just uh, – <laughs> by the pool all day you know by the time it gets to be like shit what time is it 4 30 let's let's just go get a let's go get a happy hour and um todd you're you're in georgia but 
nothing nothing better than kind of the florida two for ones you know where they put down the first beer and then they give you like the shot glass or the danny's token or for your next beer coming after the after the fact one in the one in the hold so to speak uh yes sir yes the sir bullpen. it's a yep. it's a good spot so uh listen I, we miss bill. bill bill will hopefully jump on with us one of these times when he's not done when he's not out traveling but uh listen good talking to you boys tonight on behalf of anthony and todd i'm sean carpenter thanks for listening to the stare down